welcome to the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Richard Curry, and in 2013, I started a Facebook group dedicated to teaching people how to travel the world using points and miles. Today, over 50,000 members of Award Travel 101 share, teach, and learn how to travel the world on any budget. This podcast is not only a recap of award travel news and strategy, but also a glimpse into my life of running a Facebook group full-time and the lives of our members. Before we start this week's episode, here's a word from our sponsor. Running a Facebook group of over 60,000 people means I get asked a lot of questions. One of the most common is, Richard, where are you always finding these cheap flights and these mistake fares? I feel like I'm always missing out. Never miss a deal again by using Thrifty Traveler Premium. This is over 80 international flight deals a month delivered right to your inbox. Sign up today. Try it for free at thriftytraveler.com slash AT101. Get deals like instant mistake fare notification for $238 round trip flights to Croatia. Filter the notifications you get based on your departure city and your surrounding cities. You can use points to book these fares like Amex Membership Rewards, Chase Ultimate Rewards, and you're going to get miles when you fly these amazing deals. They even send me SkyMiles flash sales so I never miss an opportunity to get free or cheap flights. Never miss a deal again. Thrifty Traveler Premium. Sign up today. Try it for free. ThriftyTraveler.com slash AT101. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 11, a very special episode of the Award Travel 101 podcast, but that's not true because every episode is special here on our lovely time together where I get to talk points and miles and everything made up currencies. And I am joined this week by my better half who is sitting here in my office, Mrs. Emily Kerr. Emily, how are you today? Hey, I'm good. How are you, Richard? (laughs) We're apparently starting this off as a business meeting. Okay. so. A lot of people have questions about Emily all the time. She's been in a war travel one-on-one. As long as I've been writing about it, she's obviously been in our family travel pictures. And people are always so curious and excited to meet her at our different meetups and weekends. And which, uh, Emily, how much do you love those award travel weekends? Well, I have a love-hate relationship because I, <laughs> I love them, but I am such an introvert that it's personally difficult for me. But... I have been trying to do a lot better and get over my social anxieties about meeting new people and talking points and miles. I love it when we walk into a hotel lobby or the meeting room and you kind of get bum rushed by specifically the ladies that want to talk to you. And I know how introverted you are and I just, I try not to laugh at you, but it's (laughs) a really fun experience. But people always have questions. So uh, a few weeks ago, I put a post up in the group of a picture of Emily and I on our trip to Oklahoma last year. And I said, hey, what do you want to know about Emily? And we got a lot of good questions. And that's what we're going to talk about today so that you get a perspective of what life is like running a Facebook group, talking points and miles from the spouse perspective and the family's perspective of this life that we've chosen, which is very different than our previous Navy life. And you get to hear Emily talk about how much she loves to travel, or not so much, (laughs) (laughs) and points and miles. Again, love-hate relationship. (laughs) So, Emily, in your words, describe to people very, very briefly how we met and how long we've been married. Um, We met in high school, my freshman year, your sophomore year. I was dating a friend of yours. You lived in England at the time. You were home in... Georgia visiting for Thanksgiving. Um, The four of us, me, my boyfriend, you, your date, we all went out to dinner together and we met and we became friends. Um, And you aggressively pursued me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
no, you were really cute. You tried to date me for like three more years or however long it was. And then. And you weren't having it. Uh, she wasn't having it until I came home from England for my senior in high school and started dating her arch nemesis. <laughs> and then she all of a sudden was interested in me. That's all it took, I guess. Jealousy. I mean, the green eyed monster took over. So here we are today. 17 years later. Still, that was November of 2001 yeah. where we met. The I knew who you were in middle school because mm. you were dating another acquaintance of mine, but we had never it sounds actually like met. we did a lot of dating. We didn't, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't have all these girlfriends and boyfriends. Um, Emily was a Jezebel in school. <laughs> no, no, gosh, not at all. So, yes, we've been married for 10 years next month in June, mm-hmm. and two children. T and M, who are two and four, which has been very interesting this year. And you've heard some of that as the audience through our earlier episodes with our daughter falling off the chair. And now our son is facing some things. And it's going to really, I think, dictate a lot of these questions. So starting on the travel line, our very first flight together was your very first time getting on an airplane. Ever. Yep. Never had flown before. I was 17 years old and you were 18, I guess. Yeah, we went back to see my family who was still living in England. So we flew from Atlanta to Manchester and Delta Economy. I'm sure my dad had just paid cash for the ticket. And do you remember any thoughts about that first trip? I know we took the train down to London. We saw a Broadway show. Um, I remember being really scared because I had never been on an airplane before. And I had certainly never been that far away from home, like without my parents or like without my family. So... Um, my parents will probably say now, like, why did we let our daughter in high school go with her boy? Anyway, but <laughs> I remember being really scared and I remember the, before the flight, you told me to drink so much water. And I can just remember that every time that flight attendant came by, I was like, I need more water. I need more water. <laughs> it's true. Cause you, you had freaked me out about needing more water. If you get so. dehydrated, you get in trouble. Yeah. And I can remember distinctly remembering landing and it and seeing the green grass and just being like, this is so weird. Just thinking, just, just like surreal, like f- being on an airplane and now I'm in this other place. Little do we know that would largely come to dictate our lives, which one of the questions from uh, Jamie Ray says, what is your perspective of this crazy hobby of points and miles? So that everybody knows Emily's interest, and I'm going to say this for you, in points and miles is very minimal. You enjoy the travel. You do not enjoy doing some of the things I've asked you to do to make points and miles right. in the past. Right. So what, what's your perspective over this crazy um, My perspective is that it is something that you have become an expert in. And quite honestly, I don't feel that there's a lot of need for me to become even close to as much of an expert. We all have our like talents and ways that we can contribute to different relationships. So my perspective is that I think it's awesome that we've gotten to do so many cool things. But for me personally, I don't see it as a good use of my time, if that makes sense. I mean... <laughs> Because I know everything. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like what I gentlemen don't... remember that Emily just said as the wife that the husband knows everything. I okay. mean, you know everything about this. I don't. <laughs> I couldn't begin to comprehend everything. So you, I think we've talked about before. It takes a particular mindset for people to want to be involved in this mm-hmm. and dedicate the time. Outside, if you want to take one family trip a year, that's awesome. You can do that. But if you really want to spend way too much time on this, you have to have a specific mindset. Um, so. And you were very like 
math oriented in school. And even though my degree is in economics, which is math heavy, I am not like a math or puzzle person. And this is this just speaks to a lot of your like personality, whereas it doesn't really speak to my personality, I guess. Which is funny because you were all English. I was horrible at English, and now I get paid to write. I know. And <laughs> but, then I was horrible at math. I chose economics, and now I don't even, like, use that at all. So, so Jeff, weird. Jeff says, how much input does Emily have when you plan trips together? Uh, um, I think it really depends. Um, obviously, on the trips that you go on by yourself, I don't really have that much input. I have more input on trips where I'm obviously going or the kids are going, probably more so when the kids are involved because, uh, I don't know, I feel like I care more, you know, when it involves the kids. So I think that as far as trips, just the two of us, you still have a lot more ideas and input than I do, but I'm still there like giving yays or nays, if right? Or what do you think? Historically, yeah, but this year I had Bora Bora booked. We didn't go because you just weren't interested in the beach. You're not interested in the Maldives going again, which I'm not really, but there was a great deal when the hotels cost little. And then you have picked the location for our 10th anniversary trip this summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. In Europe, which Mm -hmm. has been all you. So I feel like, I don't know, it hasn't been intentional, but maybe this year you've pretty much decided, whereas at least as a family where we haven't, haven't gone. Right. Yeah. And we haven't done a lot of traveling this year, you know, um, obviously, but yeah, I picked the place and for anniversary next month and I didn't want to go to Bora Bora, which I feel like literally every single person that I've told, like friends or family, they're like, why don't you want to go there? Yeah. You've just created lots of enemies on the podcast. <laughs> but I mean, that's, I, I don't, you know, like that's just my thing. Like I'm, I just didn't want to go. So. All right. Deb says, as far as travel is concerned, where are places that you want to go? What is on your bucket list is what Deb asked. Um, I've always wanted to go to, and you know this, um, like out west to like Wyoming or something and go to like a ranch and like go to like glamping, like kind of like glorified camping, like sleeping outside or doing something like that. Maybe I've never been to San Diego, so... I've always heard it's awesome. Um, neither one of us have really ever been anywhere in, in Africa. I mean, you had that little labor in South Africa mm-hmm. or whatever it was. But, yeah, I mean, I think I'd yeah, want to go there. Safari trip is definitely on my list, and I think you would enjoy that a lot as well. Yeah. The problem with that is points and miles only help to a certain degree. Uh, and it's only getting more popular and more expensive, which I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of folks lately have posted their trips. And it looks amazing. But And I think that would be something that when the kids were older. a good bit older yeah. would be like a good family trip to, to try to tackle. Um, I like the question. That's a good one. So glamping is on your bucket list and going out to Wyoming <laughs> and somewhere in Africa. Yeah, I mean, okay, <laughs> sure. I I don't I can't even answer that. I don't know because every time I think I find somewhere else, I find another place. So my there's no set list of places I want to go and see it all, which annoys you a lot, right? You're always telling me that I'm never content. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can't count the number of times you've come in our bedroom and I've been like reading or something and you're like, I just found like this is a once in a lifetime trip or whatever <laughs> you use and I'm like you literally say that about everywhere. So it's hard get... to get excited when everywhere is exciting. I'm like, okay, this this is what you said yesterday. I do that. So the mistake fair, we, we've had to talk about 
what what I do and what I'm allowed to do when mistake fares or quote unquote good deals pop up. Like I've very often, it was a lot easier for kids, but mm-hmm. when I would just book something because a mistake fare came up and was, this is a really awesome deal, we're going to do this. And now it's kind of like we have to really like sit down and talk about it. You can't yeah. Just, and that's something that we've had to work on. I mean, everyone, especially in the age of social media, they see your picture, they hear your voice and they think, oh, they must have this awesome relationship. They never argue, but no, there's been like, you know, like <laughs> arguments and discussions. And, yeah. And how we, you know, have to like work as a team to, you know, work through like disagreements we might have about like yep. all kinds of stuff like that. So what is the best trip and the best redemption that we've done as a couple slash family? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I don't know when, it, like right. the the points, like what. So, how about just your favorite trip? Favorite trip that we've done as a couple. As okay. a couple, okay, probably the Mediterranean cruise we went on. Yeah. Um, which I know that there's like I feel like your group maybe is like fifty fifty. Like I love cruises, I hate cruises, but we like them, and I felt that was an awesome trip, and I liked seeing all those different places, getting a little taste of where we went over on the cruise to see if we ever wanted to go back for longer. Yeah, definitely so. go back to Turkey. Do not want to go back to Athens. Yeah. <laughs> not so much. Mm-mm. I think, yeah, our first one, our very first, which might have also been the best redemption, might still be my favorite. We were living in Seattle. We flew to Hawaii for your birthday. From Hawaii, we flew to Korea via Tokyo. From Korea to Frankfurt, where I got horribly ill and ended up in the Frankfurt emergency room at 3 in the morning. I thought that was a different trip. No, but then oh. we made the flight because I was so nervous we weren't going to make our next Lufthansa first class flight from Frankfurt back home to Seattle. Um, but they gave me the special drops and we made that trip. But that was like around the world in first class. It was Seattle, Hawaii, Tokyo, Seoul, Frankfurt, Seattle. Around the world, first class Lufthansa. And it was 110,000 United miles back when you could do all this crazy, amazing trip. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, that first, first class experience that we really had. Yeah. I think we were, we were both just like on a high, like, oh, this is so awesome. This is cool. You know, they held those people boarding while we got out of our SUV, uh, from the first class terminal. Yeah. And we were wearing probably like horrible clothes that were like, (laughs) but it looked like Prince William. So everybody thought it was Prince William and his mistress had the worst thing on. I don't know. Which that thing, that (laughs) Prince William thing, several people asked in here, Emily, how's it feel? That thing's really taken off. I get that all the time. Yeah, and not just in America. I mean, we lived in Japan. Lots of Japanese people. We've been on trips to other countries. People, (laughs) I mean, this is like, you're like a global doppelganger. I guess it's a good thing. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not really sure. Um, Though This is pretty funny. Shane says, which programs have you had to convince Emily to sign up for? He says, like, quote, do we really need the ramen loyalty points? I think there's a lot of times where you've come home and I've been like, oh, did you use this app or this? And you're like, no. Like, like I, just, I have no idea. I don't. Like, <laughs> I don't or, like, I'll get something in the mail. Like, you know, when you signed up, us up for AARP and, you know, I opened it and it's like, huh, okay, well, guess we're in AARP now. I yeah, because of the British Airways discount. You got to have the AARP membership. No, that's true. And that's really funny. And it's just, I know. But... That- 
there was one program that I tried to get you to sign up for because I didn't know if it was good or bad. And you said like, heck no, I'm not doing it. Do you remember the Zoe's? It was like spent a billion dollars to get one taco or like one like <laughs> Zoe's sh- kitchen. shawarma or whatever it was. Yeah. Or The new Zoe's Kitchen who they are now catering American Airlines flights and you really like the restaurant. I do too. It's a pretty healthy alternative. But the rewards program, we did the quick math. It's just atrocious. Like, what? Why would anyone like It was like this? spend 250 bucks and get a pizza or something. It's like, I don't know. It was just <laughs> not even. Yeah. I've Never things, do that. Yeah, I'm not really gonna think about it. Um, this is a pretty family one. Uh, so Dawn says the longest time and distance you've been away from the kids. We struggle with this, and fine, we just end up looking at pictures and watching videos of ours. I definitely don't do that when we're. <laughs> when I so don't look at the kids. I do, but it doesn't really have anything to do with like how far away we are distance wise. I think I just have anxiety in general and I've spoken before about that um so it's honestly I don't know I feel like it's kind of the same no matter how far distance wise we're away from the kids um does that make sense or do you agree or is that answering the question or so I think California right now is the furthest physically we've been away without the kids Mm the summer when we go to Europe without them that will be the furthest that will be the furthest distance wise and maybe lengthwise so I I am nervous about that that'll be a solid I, I am week. very nervous about that yeah, that'll be a week when you're we're in europe um, mm-hmm. without them i think it makes me feel better now because my parents live like 30 40 minutes from us so just the fact that yeah like they physically are so close by you know what i mean so i think so but i mean i miss the kids and it's great to see them when we get home and our thing typically, I don't know why it's become this, but they love t-shirts. So like we get the kids a t-shirt and giving them the t-shirt and talking about the trip and they ask them any questions is, I mean, I really enjoy that and that makes me miss them. But I, during the, the moment of it, I'm not like, I mean, we talk about them, but we're not looking at pictures or videos. Or yeah. Yeah. Miss them too bad. But that'll be interesting this summer when we go mm-hmm. that far away. Uh, Michelle says, which of you has a better sense of humor when things go wrong during travel? Um, absolutely not me. Uh, <laughs> but I can get pretty irritated. You as do. Well. well, you have, we have different things that make us irritated. Like, for example, something that really bothers you that does not bother me is when we come back to the room after like a long day and housekeeping hasn't come. Like, yeah, it kind of stinks. But like, you like really like get your panties in a wad about that. And that's just not something that like, is a really big deal to me. I think it's only because so, it's become a thing. At first it was just annoying, but when you get back from like the a, day and the room's not cleaned up and it's like 4 or 5 p.m. and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, come on. And I know that's not what the person asked. Like, that's not really something that yeah. goes wrong. But that was just like a funny example. Like, whereas I'm like, okay, that's fine. I don't really care. Um, but, you know, if we're traveling, we have the kids and, you know, the flight is delayed by a couple hours, which it was last week. Yep. You know, that's an example of something that going wrong, I guess. And that really made me get on edge because I'm so schedule oriented with the kids and that just like made my anxiety really peak. And then they were getting hungry and we had run out of food and it was just so, and you had more of like a, okay, like relax, they're fine. And yeah. which Brian says tips for keeping young kids entertained on a plane. I think, and I think you're going to agree when I say this. It totally depends on the personality of your kid. So is two. She is not interested in a cartoon, an iPad, a game for any length of time. Maybe like 35 seconds at the most. Now, who's now four and a half. When he was two, 
he was zoned into that thing. Mm-hmm. And that was like so easy. I mean, because we don't really do a lot of TV at home. So he knew when he got on an airplane, he could just zone out on that thing. And that was like perfect. Cause, and he's still like that. She, you know, it's more challenging. So, you know, we do the, all the typical things you hear about coloring books, window stickers, you know, lots of stickers. I mean, snacks, like as much food as we can shove into her, you know, like just anything. So it really honestly just depends on the kid. And I would say if you're the type person that is all like hashtag mom guilt about the iPad, you know, just try to just get over that for the plane. Like if your kid will watch it, I mean, honestly, like you're in survival mode on an airplane. That's how I feel. So the dollar window clinks have been the best thing. She sticks those things on the tray table. She sticks them on the window. And it's just those squishy things you can pick up at the dollar store mm-hmm. that keeps her entertained the most as well as stickers. Yeah. Any kind of stickers. Or- yeah, Cause I'm flying alone with in just a few days and I forgot to get those at Walmart today. I made to get some window clinks. No, I have some. Oh, so have- yep. Always have those handy. So we have, we have those for. Did you? Yep. It's true. Emily, how much do you love Coors Light? That's from Kyle. I do not care for Coors Light. However, I'm not a hater like all of these people in your your group. I don't, I'm not a beer person. Number one, I don't drink a lot. And I would just rather get like, there's so many calories and so few like alcohol stuff in Coors Light. Alcohol stuff. It's just not something, it's not where I want (laughs) to spend my calories. I'll just say that. So if you don't know Emily, so I'm 6'1", 237. Emily is tiny. Right, compared to me. So these are the things she worries about and talks about. And you can see why she is <laughs> very small and much better looking than, than I am because of all that alcohol stuff. Alcohol <laughs> stuff. Um, let's look through here and see. How about some of your favorite and worst places that we have gone? Um, my fa- One of my favorite places that we went was, um, okay, I can roll this into one. I would say one of my favorite places that we went was when we took the family trip a couple of years ago to Arizona because I had always wanted to go to the Southwest. I mean, really, that I I love that. However, it was also one of the worst place, worst trips we went on because at the time was about five months old. So time change, cranky infant, a lot of sleeping issue, you know, just wake up and then on the flight home, which, you know, you can go back through the group and probably find this story like got sick on the airplane in his car seat. So it was like the best trip because I had always wanted to go there. I thought it was beautiful. But then with the kids and their stuff, it was kind of bad too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you were sitting behind me and I had next to me full of throw up in his car seat and only cocktail napkins to clean it up from the Southwest flight. Oh my gosh. The couple that was sitting beside me, they were so sweet. They helped me with so that I could help you with and Another, the wor- I would say the worst part about that, too, was that we had decided to fly back home into Baltimore. We were living south of D.C., right? Baltimore? Yeah, that-, that was a really long drive. We were like, oh, so the one time we decided to go all the way to BWI way- instead yeah, of Yeah, we like Reagan. have to put our son in this gross car seat to drive. Anyway, so that's my story. Michelle says... Uh, two questions. So one for me, Richard, what was your worst award book in Blender? And then Emily, how do you keep track of what credit card to use to maximize points? So I'll let you, the thing I did recently, but you quickly didn't care about that. No, one. that's not true. Richard put um some like 
you know, that manila masking tape. masking tape on my credit cards. And it said like dining or grocery stores. And that's just really helpful. Or a lot of times if I'm, if he knows I'm leaving the house to go to the grocery store, he'll remind me like, don't forget. Although like last week I accidentally used the platinum card. This really hurts my To feelings. buy groceries. This is a big deal in this house, ladies and gentlemen. Instead of the Amex gold card, you know, cause they like, Look similarly. I mean, I just got it. Just it was like a two hundred fifty dollars grocery trip, and she oh put gosh. on the platinum card instead was, of the gold card. He was like, "What in the world?" So I was grounded <laughs> for the rest of the day. No, I'm kidding. But, um, but no, I don't. I try to think about these things, but there have obviously been several times that after the fact, I was like, "Dang it, did I like use the right card?" Or you know. So for my biggest award booking blunder, oh, wow. Um. You know, thankfully, I think I've done it so much that most of my mistakes are a few years ago. I'm sure I've done something that was really dumb. I know there have been a few times where I've been ready to take off on a trip, and because I have so many reservations typically, I, like, don't have a hotel reservation. <laughs> like, yeah, you've done that. I'm like, oh, I don't have a hotel for tomorrow. Uh, I should probably do something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I thankfully, nothing too bad. Now, there have been a few close calls, even recently, actually booking our anniversary trip home. I had to transfer some Amex points uh, over to Cathay Pacific Asia Miles. And then once they finally showed up and I tried to book it, it said the flight couldn't be booked online. And I thought that the availability had gone away and now you'd be stuck with all these Asia Miles. But uh, that ended up working out after a really long phone call. So a few close calls like that. But Thankfully, nothing too bad that's really been oh, a facepalm. The biggest thing to remember is if you're making a speculative booking, make sure you're doing it with points that you can cancel and get them back or at least can minimize the fee. So I have Delta Platinum Medallion status. I can cancel award Sky Miles tickets for free and get all my miles back. Or I have a Ritz-Carlton card that has the $300 annual travel credit. I'll use that to pay a cancellation fee and get miles back. You know, But I'll, I'll have a plan for that to make sure I keep that fee reserved. So... I'm sure I've made plenty of mistakes. But I would second all of that advice. Yeah. Paul sounds like Emily just like, started drooling. She was like so bored with advice it. right there. <laughs> all right, so we're going to uh, kind of the last question here. It's it's really kind of more about our, our day to day life. This is from uh, Alyssa. She says, "How do you prioritize your non travel time? Developing a community, maintaining friendships at home in real life." You both have you know routines between trips. Emily, how do you deal with a husband who's on the road? What are we going to do with kids when they get uh, school age? Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff, which people want to talk about this a lot. They think, you know, what is your life like? Yeah, I almost feel like we could do an entire episode just devoted to this because there's a lot in that mm-hmm. question. And I think it's valuable um, information to have. But I think that developing, um, first of all, like a really close relationship between the two of us has been probably the biggest piece of that puzzle, just making sure we are in constant and clear communication about what's going on. Something that we've started to do recently, which I can't believe we didn't do this before, was to have, you know, like we have like a weekly meeting now where we talk about the upcoming week and what we're going to be doing, what you have going on, what I have going on, any special appointments we have to do. Um, And then also sort of, I think we've started to do this seasonally as well. A couple of weeks ago, we looked at our like summer calendar. So now through August and trying to tentatively plan things out um, with our kids still being so, so little. I mean, this four, two, they, their personalities and their needs and their, you know, everything about them changes so rapidly, like at this age, that it's really hard to make a lot of long-term um, plans um, about 
our kids and, you know, our family. I, I think that we, we've tried to plan out as far as like, I think six months is honestly like about as far out as we can plan, but we do like to plan out and like look ahead and make goals. And yeah, I was talking about that with summer uh, mommy points last week where I don't plan more than six months in advance right now, even two months in advance. I know that those flights or hotels are probably going to have to change because of something comes up with the work group. You know, one thing, there's no quote unquote vacation time from this job that we have. And, things come up all the time and a two and a four year old gets sick or something else pops up that it's just, I know I'm going to have to change it if it's more than a couple months out, but you know, day to day we've gotten into a pretty solid routine here with the meeting that you talked about. We know what's going on each day and phone calls, but working from home is tough when you have a two and four year old who decide that they're all of a sudden not going to take naps anymore. And I'm supposed to have phone calls uh, or record podcasts, but there's crying in the background. You know, that kind of stuff can be uh, relatively uh, stressful from time to time, but it's, uh, we don't do passive aggressive communication. <laughs> we have to, we learned that we have to be, and this is nothing new. I mean, this is, you can like Google how to have a good marriage. I mean, just clear and constant communication about expectations and what's going on. And, hey, I think this is happening. What is your thought? And, you know, getting your perspective on it. And, um, yeah, just we have a Google calendar that we share that I think is super, super helpful. Yeah, so we can. Our life is documented. Yeah, so, I mean, if I'm at the store and I'm like, oh, well, what's Richard got going on this afternoon? Chances are I can look at the Google calendar and be reminded and I don't have to bother him like, hey, what are you doing this afternoon? I can just look at that. So trying to be a lot better about that recently, which we found with the kids growing up and not being little blobs on the floor now, but mobile energy filled and now with their own stuff on the schedule that it's just the way we have to do it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's way better than waking up and having a 30-minute commute in traffic to go to an office somewhere. I, that's for a lot of people, but it's just not for me. And I think you recognized that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. That's not the kind of job that I want to have. I don't think you would want to have that kind of career either. So I hope that's a little bit of insight into our life uh, of what we do, running a Facebook group and how we travel as a family. Emily and the kids will be tagging along to a few of the events that we have coming up, which I'm going to talk about after the commercial break uh, for the rest of the year. And then we will have uh, a lot of pictures from some family adventures that we do have planned this summer, including one that little and I are going on in just a couple of days after recording this. And probably by the time you listen to it, we will be on our adventure that Emily has been rolling her eyes about. <laughs> she can't believe we're going again. Hint, hint. With all that, Emily, thanks a lot for coming on. If people have follow-up questions, are you open to them sending you messages? Uh, yeah, sure. Of course. No problem. How did you land that super good-looking guy, Richard? That's what they want to know. Um... <laughs> no, nobody's asked you that. <laughs> With all that, we'll be right back here on the Award Travel 101 Podcast. The Award Travel 101 podcast is brought to you by Thrifty Traveler Premium. Over 80 international flight deals a month delivered right to your inbox. Never miss a cheap flight or a mistake fare again. Sign up today for free at thriftytraveler.com slash AT101. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Award Travel 101 podcast. It helped me out a lot if you took a moment and subscribed to the podcast and left us a rating wherever you're listening, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.
My thanks to Emily for being willing to open up in front of everybody and answer your questions and comments. She's actually been a lot more involved lately, scrolling through the group and responding to folks. And she comments a lot to more, a lot more recently to me about, Hey, I saw this post in the group or I saw your silly, whatever you put up there or why do people hate that you love Coors Light so much, which is always really fun uh, when your spouse is a part of your career and can commiserate with the things that happen. And she's been the sounding board for me plenty of times, or I have to show her my phone. Hey, you need to look at this message or email I just got so that we can both roll our eyes (laughs) at what it's like to work on the internet in 2019. A lot coming up in Award Travel 101, I've said it the last few weeks, but Award Travel Advanced is taking off. I love the information put in there. Actually, I just saved 20% on everything that I bought in Walmart, thanks to a little tip yesterday in Award Travel Advanced. Over 400 people now. And you can find all that information by just heading to Award Travel 101 in the group search box and typing in Award Travel Advanced, and the invitation to join will be there. Keep an eye out for the Award Travel 101 boot camp information coming out here anytime as we set up the details. It's going to be a weekend of intensive teaching for our beginners, our newbies, our true 101ers who say this is some really cool stuff you do, but I need some extra instruction to make it happen. Keep an eye out for that Award Travel 101 bootcamp information. You can always submit your questions and post in AT101. We are growing so fast right now. Whatever switch that Facebook hit at the F8 conference that I mentioned last week is is really hammering. Look, we're, we're adding almost 1,800 people every 28 days right now, which is just through the roof for what we've done. It's amazing. I love all my new members and all our new subscribers. The podcast is doing great for such a, a limited time we've been on board and, and broadcasting. We have a tremendous audience I'm really happy about that, and I look forward to seeing where everything goes and happens. Don't lose track of the group. Tons of information every day at War Travel 101. We'll catch you next week.